Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We're going to get out to uh, our SDCCU uh, fan hotline once again. We welcome in my buddy, Big Bob Scanlon. And Bobby, uh, good uh, Thursday morning to you. How you doing? Oh, Coach, I'm doing great. Anytime I get a chance to start my day off talking baseball with you, it's, it's a good start to the day, my friend. I have flashbacks right now. You and me doing pregame and postgame shows for the Padres back in the day. So, great to, good to hear your voice. Uh, good to uh, uh, visit with you, Bobby. And, you know, you and I are running around the ballpark. We don't even really get much of an opportunity to, to touch base, even at the ballpark these days. You're doing all the stuff for Fox Sports San Diego and uh, whatever I'm doing on that given day. But, boy, you and I have waited a long time, like all the Padre fans. We've been waiting a long time for an exciting ball club like we have right now. Yeah, no question about it, Coach. It's been a long long wait for Padre fans. And, and uh, you know, the last few years, I have to give a lot of credit, of course, to the Padres' front office ownership, A.J. Preller, Ron, Ron Fowler, Peter Seidler, in terms of sticking with this game plan because we hear all the time of teams that say they're going to be committed to turning things around. And it's not easy easy to do. It's a lot easier said than done. Uh, you have to have a lot of patience. You have to have a lot of commitment and and discipline and sticking with your process. And the Padres have done that. And now we're finally starting to see the rewards of that when uh, we look out on the field every day and we see one of the most dynamic infields in Major League Baseball. I mean, almost every single day uh, when Tatis Jr. and Machado are on that left side, there's something exciting happening. And we're starting to see the young pitching develop. And it's going in the right direction. And we're seeing that. We're seeing tighter series with the Dodgers. We're seeing exciting walk-off wins. We're seeing just an exciting brand of baseball that – uh, you know, whether the team wins or loses, and they're, and they're winning more than they're losing right now, you, you still, you're excited to watch these guys on the field, and you know you're going to see something special every night, and, and that's, uh, that, that's fun. It's fun to watch now. Bob, uh, the Padres have done a lot of things right. I mean, you and I would sit up there in the press box, you, me, Randy Jones, and we'd say, hey, they need to do this, they need to do that. they got to build up that farm system, <laughs> something they've really done. And, you know, you and I and Randy, I mean, we've talked for hours about this franchise over the last, uh, you know, 15 years to try to get it right. And, you know, the thing that I brought up yesterday, and you kind of alluded to that a minute ago, They've had patience. I mean, it's not easy. And you were a major league player. It's not easy day in and day out uh, getting your head beat in and, and suffering a 98-loss season or a 96-loss season. I mean, it takes its toll on everybody in the organization, but they've kept patience. And they haven't traded away a lot of these young, uh, talented guys that everybody in baseball has been kind of coveting. And right now, now we're starting to see kind of the fruits of their labor. Yeah, no question about it. And, again, obviously there's always pressure on ownership when the fan base starts to grumble, and there's been grumbling. I mean, there's there's been a group of fans that no doubt understood what this process was all about, understood the timetable, but there's also fans that understandably say, hey, you know, let's go out and get somebody. There's there, there are free agents out there. There's money that can be spent. You know, you have all these prospects. Why are we, why are, when are we going to see them? Why don't we trade some of them? And, you know, there's always temptations out there to, to fall into that trap. But as you, as you alluded to, the Padres have avoided that, uh, that temptation. And now we're getting a chance to see, the, you know, some of these guys come up. And the, and the 
good thing, coaches, there's more of these young guys on the way. And we saw that last night with Gerardo Reyes being called up, comes in and blows away the mess in a key clutch situation out of the bullpen, throwing 97 and 99 miles an hour. We still have Mackenzie Gores down there. We got a chance to see Cal Quantrill for a couple of outings. We're going to see, uh, you know, more of these guys, Avila, come back up. And there's, there's more prospects both position players and pitching down there to help this club out over the course of the season and coming into next year so um you know and don't forget to Nelson Lamette still coming back from Tommy John and we're going to get to see Garrett Richards hopefully by the end hmm. of the season so there, there's more reinforcements on the way as the players who are already here continue to ferment and get better so it's all going in the right direction is it as fast as we'd all like no it never is <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's still uh it's been it's been a, a different different quality of baseball and not just on the field coach but i think you can sense it in the clubhouse and in the dugout these guys really care about each other and, and i think there's a difference when you go out and you try to buy talent and bring it in from the outside it sometimes it gels sometimes it doesn't and even if it does it usually takes a while but when you have young guys that have played together and have come up through a system together and they've been part of a process where they know they're you know they're here for a reason and they're and they're taught from the beginning about how to be a team player that we're all in this thing together and when they get to the big leagues you can see that they really care they enjoy being together they're they're proud of what they're what they're doing here in the city. They're proud to be learning the game together and winning games together, and, and it shows. And you, and you see that excitement uh, every time somebody hits a home run, every time somebody makes a great play, and even when things aren't going well, you can tell that these guys are still posted it and supporting each other, and then that goes a long way. Bob Scanlon joining us on the SDCCU uh, fan hotline. Paddock, Strom, Lauer, Margavichus, uh, Lucchese, all those guys, in my opinion, are going to be on some kind of innings limitation this year. Uh, you look at Strom making the conversion from reliever to starter. The other guys, all uh, young pitchers. How are the Padres going to get through uh, that month of September when these guys right now are only going five, sometimes six innings uh, and uh, not burn up that bullpen? Yeah, it's a great question, and so far they've been able to juggle it really well, and this is all part of the plan, Coach. They they knew that they were going to have five young starters. Look, they they could have easily gotten out and, and gotten an additional older pitcher to try to support things, but the message was sent when they sent Clayton Richard over to the Toronto Blue Jays. I mean, that, that there was a guy that was the, the perfect veteran presence on your ball club, and he was doing everything they wanted him to do in terms of sucking up innings, being a good example – it wasn't an easy decision, I'm sure, for them to send Clayton on his way, but the decision was, look, we've, we've got innings that we want to get to these young guys. How are we going to do that? We've got to make room for them. So that, that was sort of the, you know, the, sing, the signal that these young guys are going to get these opportunities, and they've stayed true to it. And, and fortunately, all of them have stepped up and done their job, which is really unusual. Normally when you have several young pitchers, there's one that's not going to pitch well, and all these guys have done their job. And all the guys that they've called up to sort of be that sixth man on occasion. And the Padres have basically planned it out where, look, we've got off days early in the season. Those off days allow us to give these young pitchers a little extra rest. When we go through a streak where there's not some off days, we're going to call somebody up. We just saw that with Cal Quantrill. He handled himself very nicely. We saw it with Avila early in the season. Uh, we're going to continue to see it with other pitchers who get these opportunities to come up and make spot starts to sort of be that sixth man when they need it. Uh, and so far that's worked. Now at some point, do they maybe go out and get a veteran guy? Do they maybe make a trade? Do they maybe uh, look at a Dallas Keuchel after the trade deadline where they don't lose a, a, a draft pick? Maybe. You know, we'll wait and see. But at that time, also don't forget, maybe Denelson Lamette is ready to go at that point. Maybe Garrett Richards is, is ready to go by, by September as well. And so some of those guys will be back in, in the rotation as well to, to 
you know, save some of those arms. Um, but it is going to be an interesting question, especially maybe with a guy like Chris Paddock, who, who's off to such an amazing start. And some people are already asking about, well, is he maybe potentially a Cy Young candidate? And I, this is super early. I understand it's <laughs> premature, but the way that he's throwing, if he were to continue to do what he's doing, I mean, it would create an interesting scenario, wouldn't it? If he's getting up to 150 innings pitched by the end of the year uh, and he's still blowing guys away the way he is, I mean, it's, it's a fun thing to kind of think about and project. It's early in the season, who knows? But the point is, this young pitching, which was really the question mark about this team coming into the season, has more than done its job. They've been outstanding, and it's been fun to watch their growth. Yeah, I don't think they'd ever allow him to throw 150 innings this year in the big leagues. Do you? Uh, I think that's sort of the top end of of where the the marker would be. You know, if everything's going well and they've been able to space him out properly, get the six days, five and six days rest in between that he needs, uh, and he's been fairly efficient in going through guys, I think that that might be the top end. But clearly, look, they sent the message the other day. Andy and the organization are committed to protecting that arm. They could have let Paddock go against the Mets the other day and finish out that ball game probably, but. To what, to what's the point of that? The point is for him to be able to pitch here for the next 10 years, not for the next 10 games. Uh, and they've been consistent with that protection, and I respect them for that. Bob, uh, what do you hear in regarding uh, Tatis? Last thing I heard yesterday at the ballpark is he wasn't traveling with the ball club. Uh, he's going to go over to Arizona for a few days. And, you know, I don't know. They got an off day on Monday. They got the Dodgers Tuesday night at Dodger Stadium. Could we see him back uh, Tuesday night? That wouldn't surprise me at all, Coach. And I know that he went through full baseball activities the other day. He's taking batting practice. He seems to be feeling fine. He's uh, every every time I watch him moving around, either on the field or, or you know, clowning around with the guys in the clubhouse, he, he doesn't seem impeded in any way. So, I think what is also going on here is the fact that the team is going to Colorado. It is snowing over there right now. So I don't think you want Tatis Jr coming back and playing in, you know, freezing cold conditions. So it makes sense to me. Send him to Arizona where it's nice and warm, play in a few games, make sure everything is 100%, uh, you know, in game in game conditions, and then maybe uh, release the hounds in Los Angeles. That would not surprise me at all. You know, I want to get your, your thoughts on Tatis, and I'll let you get out of here. I mean, you played with Sean Dunstan, if I'm not mistaken, with the Chicago Cubs, and I thought, you know, he was a number one draft pick, uh, uh, a great player for many, many years in the big leagues, and, Talk a little bit about what you're seeing in Tatis Jr. right now at only 20 years of age. Yeah, that's an interesting comparison, and I was with Sean over there. And, of course, when, when I joined the Cubs, Sean was already an established major leaguer, so I saw him more as the full-grown man and a, and a developed big leaguer and obviously an impact shortstop, both with his range, his athleticism. He had a cannon for an arm over there. Uh, and can hit for power. So interesting because we're talking about the same type of player in Tatis Jr. He's long, he's lanky, uh, he hits for power, but he's only 20 years old, so we haven't <laughs> even come close to seeing what this young man can be. And it, to be honest with you, I was, I was, I don't want to say skeptical, but I was concerned of whether he was really ready to make this jump. I knew that he would make it, but there might be some more bumps in the road along the way in terms of his development. You know, it's a big jump going from basically a ball and a half a season at the most of, of double A up to the big leagues. But man, as he handled it and in every possible way, the, the, the consistency that he has shown on the defensive side has been amazing. He's shown that he can make the, the outstanding play as well as the consistency on the routine play. The, the arm has been incredible at times. Um, and the bat, he's not looked overwhelmed at the plate at any moment. I mean, not overmatched, not trying to do too much in the big situation. I mean, there, there's no nothing that he has faced so far in the big leagues that makes you think, man, this, this kid, you know, he needs a little bit more seasoning. He's ready. 
he's a major leaguer. Now it's just a question of watching him how fully does he um, blossom into the superstar player that he appears that he can be. Uh, and it's just been amazing to watch. It's been fun on a daily basis. And I do think that it helps to have Manny Machado with him on the other side of the infield because it takes the pressure off him. He doesn't have to be the man. There already is a man right to his right, a man that he <laughs> respects, a man that he, he admired and, and looked up to as, as a, a you know, player over the last five or six years. So I think that Manny's been a great calming effect for Fernando and allowing him to just be him uh, and develop. And, and, and that makes a big difference, Coach, as you know, because – for so many years, the Padres have had some prospects, but I don't think that they've had that nurturing environment around them to allow them to develop on their at their own pace and without pressure. It's always kind of been, okay, here you are. You're the savior of the organization. It's <laughs> all on your shoulders now. We've seen that. And that's not the case with Tatis. Yeah, we sure have, and we know how that plays out. It's usually not very good. Um, so I think the Padres have done a great job of not only developing these young guys and bringing them up together, but also bringing in Hosmer, bringing in Machado, so that you have that veteran presence just the pressure isn't on these young guys when they get there. They've, they've got mentors to help them through the process, uh, and I think it's all coming together beautifully. It's been fun to watch this kid, and we've only seen the tip of the iceberg of what he's capable of doing. Hey, Bobby, a great insight today. Thanks so much. Keep up the great work on Fox Sports San Diego and hope to see a little bit more uh, as we go uh, through the 2019 campaign out there at Petco Park. Coach, always great to talk to you. Wonderful to hear you on the airwaves in the morning again, my friend. I look forward to seeing you at the ballpark. Take care. Safe travels. Thanks, buddy. You too. There you go. Uh, Bob Scanlon joining us on the SDCCU uh, Fan Hotline. And remember, you can save with a high-yield certificate account from SDCCU. For details, visit SDCCU.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 